We are a nation that is hostile to liberty and freedom and faith. We are a nation whose economy is floundering, whose stores are not stocked, whose deliveries are not coming, and whose educational system is ranked at the bottom of every list. We are a nation that in many ways has become a joke. But soon we will have greatness again. It was hardworking patriots like you who built this country, and it is hardworking patriots like you who are going to save our country. There is no mountain we cannot climb. There is no summit we cannot reach. There is no challenge we cannot beat. There is no victory we cannot have. We will not bend. We will not break. We will not yield ever, ever, ever. We will never give in. We will never give up. And we will never, ever back down. We will never let you down as long as we are confident and you know. The tyrants we are fighting do not stand even a little chance. Because we are Americans, and Americans kneel to God and God alone. And it is time to start talking about greatness for our country again. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Happy MAGA Monday. Another great MAGA morning in this great republic of ours. Hope you had a great weekend. I had a pretty crazy weekend. I'm going to get into some of it. And uh, yeah, we're live. Chats are open. Hit the like button on Rumble. The thumbs up really helps juice the algorithm. Hit the follow button if you're not following. Wherever you're watching, if you're watching on Getter, if you're watching on Twitter, retweet it. And uh, yeah. Just keep hitting that button because it, it really helps. And I appreciate you all coming and watching the videos and the show and our evening shows. Actually, We The People Radio, won't. we're not going to be doing James and I, We The People Radio tomorrow uh, on Tuesday. We're actually going to be doing it on Wednesday this week. This month is a little uh, messed up. I got a bunch of uh, events with the cigar company and things like that. So we kind of have to jockey around the show schedule. We did... And in lieu of Freedom Friday, we did a Freedom Saturday edition this weekend at uh, 3 p.m. on Saturday. That show's on the uh, Rumble channel, 1776live.tv. And uh, so Donald Trump, first of all, I just really quick, I mean, to the haters out there, especially to the DeSantis camp all over on Twitter, and I'll get a little more into it. The notion that this man, Donald Trump, is unhealthy and sick or sick looking too old to sustain a presidential campaign and fight the disgusting corrupt DOJ at the same time is 100% bullshit. We're just going to put it out like that. And I'll tell you what, I'm speaking fact not opinion because yesterday i had the unbelievable honor of spending the entire day with president donald trump at the live golf tournament at bedminster in his private box with some other great patriots like laura loomer one of his most loyal supporters and advocates especially in the Twitter online wars with the DeSantis camp. Laura Loomer is single-handedly dismantling the DeSantis campaign. 
if you're not following Laura Loomer on Twitter and and watching all of her exposés and videos on on especially the DeSantis camp, you're missing out. You should be following Laura Loomer. Paul Ingrassia, a good friend of mine who is a uh, he's an attorney and he's on the uh, the board of governors for the New York Young Republican Club. Writes an unbelievable Substack that Donald Trump retruths uh, every time he drops one. He was he was there with us. Cynthia Hughes from the Patriot Freedom Project, who I'm a big supporter of, uh, who defends uh, January 6th uh, defendants by financing their legal fees and helping the families. You hear me talk about it on the show all the time. And we, um, it was an unbelievable experience. And the the phenomenon of Donald Trump is is real. <clears throat> the energy from this man played golf for two days. It was like Friday, Saturday. Uh, it was like yeah, like Friday, Thursday, Friday, I believe it was. And then he went, got on his plane, went to Iowa, right, the state fair, where he completely just overshadowed Rob Meatball DeSantis. Good morning, everyone in the chat. Good morning, Captain Jack fan sixty. Good morning. Good morning, Hog. And and others that are in it slowly coming in the chat. And it was just um the energy level is unbelievable. 77 years old. I'll I'll take a look after. I haven't checked Telegram. 77 years old. And and I listen, I'm 44 years old, and I'm I don't have the energy Donald Trump has. Okay. Most people my age and even younger that I know personally do not have the energy level and work ethic that Donald Trump has. And when you hear Ron DeSantis talking at an event when, when he's awkwardly drinking a Coors Light and somebody says, hey, you know, what's the first lady of Florida doing? And, you know, he pulls out his phone and says, oh, it's 10 o'clock. She's probably sleeping. You know, typically we're, we're in bed by 11 o'clock. And I'm thinking... You're supposedly, supposedly America's governor of the greatest state in the republic, but in your your day ends, you just go to sleep at eleven o'clock. Like that, that's it for you. And and you're and and we're supposed to listen to your idiot Twitter influencers that you're younger and can do eight years, and that's the big selling point on why we should be supporting Rob Meatball DeSantis. No, I don't think so. What I witnessed firsthand yesterday, and I I've been to events. Where he's where Donald Trump has been and and felt the energy in the room. Nothing like what I experienced yesterday at Bedminster at the golf tournament. First of all, it was just a laid back, stress free setting of some of his. I got to meet his his. Uh, I, I tweeted about it. His personal pilot for his helicopters before he was president, who flew for him for thirty nine years. Sorry, if you hear my if you hear my dog barking, he's he's barking at something. But and I had unbelievable conversations with him. I'm going to talk a little bit more about him in a little bit. But uh, you know, got to meet Eric. Eric Trump was there. Uh, you know, conversation with him. Uh, Donald Trump's attorney, uh, Alina uh, Haba. I can never say her name right. Alina Haba. There you go. Ivanka was there. Jared was there their children were there and he was just so into the golf and the day and 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 truly just i mean if, if the guy asked us if if we had enough to drink and eat a hundred times it was it was crazy you know want to make sure everybody was taken care of and the crowds there this is like the live golf tournament so it's like there are there are 
probably thousands of people all over this golf course. And there were outside of the president's like private box. It was this, it, 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 it was small, small, intimate, like, you know, just like any sporting event, like the VIP boxes with a, a balcony overlooking the 18th hole. There were hundreds of people gathered outside of it that were not watching golf at all. It, it was wild. Like it was a golf tournament. These people spent hundreds of dollars, whether it was for the day pass through live golf or the three day pass Good morning, Lauren. And they were parked out, out in the back of where we would walk in and out of the president's uh, private uh, box. And <laughs> that's funny hog. Yeah. Well, well, we'll talk, we'll talk privately. <laughs> um, just there to see, get a glimpse of the president or happen to see through his, the window of the box to see him, you know, in, in there, like, like a fishbowl in the hopes that he would come out and greet the crowd, which he did several times. I, I, you know, we were sitting at the table, these small tables and, and president Trump, you know, kept asking his people, we got to get more hats. We got to get more hats. And he's sitting there at the table and he's signing hats. And there were some, there were some people that they had brought in and out of the box throughout the day to see him. There were some UFC fighters that came in. I don't remember their names and I should. And uh, some other people that had uh, parachuted in off of like a, a military helicopter into the golf course. Like they came in, he was giving them all signed hats. And then he goes outside the first time. And he said, oh, come on, let's, let's throw some hats to, to these people. And we walk outside, Dan Scavino's there uh, videoing it all. And the, you know, he, he opens the door and just the roar of the crowd and the, the chanting of USA and really just seeing up close and personal, like standing behind him watching it. The energy of the crowd was unbelievable. People wearing MAGA hats, not even caring about golf. They, they didn't care about They weren't there to watch golf. They were there just in the hopes to see him, in the hopes to maybe shake his hand or get a signed MAGA hat. And he's there throwing them out like a rock star. I actually have, yeah, this is the, and I was actually, so this video, we, we were standing behind him, you know, just, just watching this. And it's, um, I don't know if there's any sound here. Hold on a second. This, this is, this is like, I think the first time he went out and started throwing hats. And then this crowd wrapped all the way around. None of them were paying attention to golf at all. Huh. Just. It was, it was, it was pretty wild to say. And he did that about three or four times. And. He, he, for, for someone that is being attacked from all fronts, I mean, all fronts from, from his own party, from his own party, not to mention the Democrats and, 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 and members of the Uniparty, you know, and the criminal, the corrupt criminal justice system. I mean, he, you know, Federal indictments, state indictments, more state indictments to come. Just cool, calm, and collective. Like, yeah, yeah. When you sit there and you watch him that close, just having great conversations, you have to wonder to yourself, how does he do it? 
How does he do it? And uh, I don't. I, someone did ask him. I don't remember who asked him, but I said, "Mr. President, how do you how do you function daily with all of this pressure against you and the presidential campaign and the government coming after you?" And and he's, he's, he's like, "What choice do I have?" You know, I, he he could. And he said, "He I I lived a great life before this. I could give it all up today." And just sit here and watch golf every day, or sit in Florida and play golf every day, and and not have a care in the world. But I I love America too much, and I love the American people too much to just pack it all in. And and apparently there are people who, you know, say to him, "So why don't you just just live your life?" And he's like, "Well, I am living my life. My life. My my mission." is to get America back on track, obviously to make America great again. There was nothing, I mean, I, I've i always been good at reading people, and I, I, I always think everybody's full of shit. I do. That's just how I, 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 I run through life, you know? I meet somebody, and I'm like, ah, all right, this person's full of shit until they prove me uh, wrong. And just... Again, listening to him speak about certain things, just and and this and, and this isn't like from behind a podium. He's sitting at a, he's sitting at his table eating some pepperoni pizza, and oh, by the way, Bedminster the golf club has the best hot dogs on earth. I'll just I'll just say that right now. When someone said he he literally said he said we gotta we gotta get some Frankfurters in here. That's what Frank who says Frankfurters anymore. Donald Trump does, and uh. And I thought to myself, oh, who the hell wants to eat a hot dog? And I was like, I ate a hot dog. And it was literally the best hot dog I've ever had in my life. I couldn't even believe it. I'm like, this guy even, have, even has the best hot dogs? Like, well, what's going on here? And it was just, you know, he spoke about when he had to go to D.C. to get for the indictment recently. And how he spoke about driving through it. And he was in the, he's in the back of his, his, you know, SUV and getting driven by Secret Service. And he's looking out. And he said he he was really just disappointed, heartbroken, and pissed off all at the same time that the nation's capital had so much graffiti on it. You get out of the car, you know, you have the the smell of urine in the air, homeless everywhere, and they just don't care. They he, they they let they let the city just completely go to 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 waste to shit. It, it was a an unbelievable experience the uh, and he just watching him operate and then seeing him the the genuine love he has for just the american people and and the country it, it was uh when you see him in that form completely out of again he's speaking at a at an event and speaking at a crowd and on and off teleprompter no th- there was no teleprompter here this the atmosphere was this was this was the president trump's relaxing day with his family cuz think it was five or six of his family members the grandkids are there you know like i was talking to uh, was it uh, uh, ivanka's uh, children you know laughing with them young kids and uh nothing like this is a, an event and everything's on the level and 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 official no it was just Laid back, have fun, let's watch some golf. And when you, again, 
when you get to experience that, you actually realize like this guy, this guy is the real deal. There is nothing phony about him. Because true phony people literally, and I know so many of them, especially in politics, and there, there are so many of them, well, they will keep up that phony persona like 24 hours a day. Never, you know, guard wasn't up. Like it was, it was just, here we are. Let's watch some golf. Big screen TV when you, and they, when you, he wasn't out on the balcony, like looking at, we we're over the 18th hole. And uh, occasionally there were some players where uh, some of it, what's great is his whole team, it's the boss, the boss, the boss. Let's go get the boss. So and so's on the on the you know the green here or whatever, and uh, and then everyone's oh sir sir and the 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 respect that people were showing him and and but the respect he was showing for his people would you it's just un, unmatched and seeing the energy level and knowing what the last few days were like for him like literally playing golf going to the Iowa State Fair, which he was, the, the crowds there were unbelievable. Of course, if you go and follow and, and go and check out all the DeSantis people, they ridiculed Donald Trump for basically spending, and he flew in with basically a whole Florida delega, a congressional uh, delegation from Matt Gates to Anna Paulina Luna uh, to Corey Mills, so, uh, Byron, Byron Donalds, and, and a few others. Showed in, showed up. Ron DeSantis was speaking at, to a smaller crowd at the fair, and then somebody, <laughs> somebody uh, picked the um, the camera up, and you see Trump Force One flying over. I actually think there's a video of it right here. I'm on Team Trump's Twitter page. Let me see if I could find it really quick. It's pretty funny. Like, yeah, there's Ron DeSantis speaking, and then all of a sudden, there's Trump Force One flying over. Like, hey, Ron, I'm here. Uh, I can't find it right now, but the, this, all right. So this, this is embarrassing. I, I gotta, I gotta play this because Ron DeSantis is awkwardly in Iowa, in Iowa with, you know, his, his family, we got, you know, they got to take pictures of the family playing catch with the kids and, you know, Jill Casey DeSantis, who is a run on sentence on heels. That's what she is. She's embarrassing to listen to. And for him to have her even speaking for him is just, it's a complete embarrassment. Ron DeSantis is there putting lollipop sticks in what looks like hard boiled eggs. But (laughs) it doesn't get more embarrassing than this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Look. Just, did you hear that? I'm going to replay it. It's a short video. But I want you to pay attention to him looking like he hates life, putting these popsicle sticks in eggs, and then the people that are walking up to him, not even acknowledging who the hell he is. He might as well be in a hairnet and an apron, okay? Taking the eggs. And did you just hear that guy in the background? I'm just here for the eggs. If this was, now, take this guy away and put Donald Trump there. Who's going to put popsicles and eggs? Do you think people are going to give a shit about getting an egg from Donald Trump or rather than 
shake his hand and have a giant group of people there overwhelming that little egg station. And then, of course, you have to see the strategically placed DeSantis 2024 signs. Realize, people, at events like this, when they're going to do stuff like this, there are volunteers there from the campaign who are holding those signs up. Those aren't American voters holding those signs up. Yes, there are some DeSantis supporters there. I'm not saying there are none. And maybe they've been recruited. Hey, they didn't show up with those signs. Hey, grab this sign and go stand over there and hold those signs up. Every campaign does it. And so strategically placed, you know, product placement. Just listen carefully to the guy in the background and just watch the people that are coming to get their ridiculous eggs. Sorry, Iowa. Sorry, people of Iowa. I like eggs, but the whole... We're going to put popsicle sticks in eggs. Are they deep fried? Like, what is this? Anybody know what the story is with these eggs? They're, they're, they're such a staple at the Iowa State Fair. Are they deep fried eggs? I, I would, I'm curious to know. Just watch and listen. Just here for the eggs. Look, nobody cares that he's there. Oh my gosh! Look, nobody cares. You want an egg? I don't know who this guy is giving them to us. He's not even paying attention to the people. He's like concentrating on these stupid eggs. Talking to this woman. Do you fry him sometimes? Like, why isn't he talking to the voters? Look, look at this, the, the, the Santa signs, strategically placed. It's such a joke. It is such a joke. That's embarrassing. I'm sorry. It's embarrassing. There's no way around it. And then meanwhile, meanwhile, Donald Trump shows up to Iowa, and this is the scene. Already with their MAGA hats in the hopes he'll sign them. Nobody gives a shit about Ron DeSantis. Nobody cares. The guy is fighting like a five-way race to keep his second place spot in the polls. (laughs) I mean... That that's literally what he's doing. He he can't he can't keep a campaign manager. He can't keep staff, and he he's just he's awkward. I I was feeling bad for him, but I I I, I don't know. There there is no feeling bad for him anymore. It's you were not cut out for this presidential campaign. You're literally beyond losing. And they keep saying, well, he's going to surge. He's going to surge. And then, of course, he's so proud. First of all, this guy, Steve Deese, the Steve Deese show, he's another one. He's always been a never-Trumper. This guy literally, so, and Steve Deese is from Iowa, and apparently, you know, they, he he's the, most respected political pundit in Iowa, supposedly. I've I never really heard of Steve Deese until 
until maybe a few years ago. I didn't know much about him. He's just this, whatever. And DeSantis is so proud to receive endorsement from Steve Deese, who wanted Hillary Clinton to beat Trump. So that should say it all right there. This guy's supposedly the biggest conservative and most respected conservative pundit in Iowa. And he wanted Hillary to beat Trump. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has accepted an endorsement that most Republican candidates might try to downplay or even outright avoid. This is true. Iowa uh, evangelical talk radio host Steve Deese, who openly attempted to lose Republicans the 2016 election, paving the way for a Hillary Clinton America. Imagine that. And here's Ron DeSantis. I'm honored to receive the endorsement from the great Steve Deese show. During the 2016 Republican presidential primary, Deese began as an early backer of U.S. Senator Ted Cruz. When the Cruz campaign run by Jeff Rowe, who's now the top political guru for Team DeSantis, failed to defeat the eventual Republican nominee and 2016 presidential winner Donald Trump, Deese openly opposed Trump's general election campaign, going so far as to say that between Trump and Hillary Clinton, I really don't care who wins. Imagine that, the biggest evangelical conservative pundit in Iowa, doesn't didn't care who won the 2016 general election against Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. That should say it all right there. And Ron DeSantis is bragging about this endorsement. Following Trump securing the Republican nomination for president in 2016, Deese declared that he was leaving the Republican Party and joining the Never Trump movement in a now deleted conservative review column. He scolded conservatives for supporting Donald Trump. And spare me your sanctimonious rambling about, but if he's the nominee, we have to vote for him or Hillary will win. First of all, most of the thumbsuckers saying, saying this have sat on the sidelines during the primary process, refusing to get their hands dirty, doing everything they could to stop the GOP from nominating another surefire progressive loser betrayer once more. This is what Deese was ranting about. He continued with, now we're talking about attaching our brand to an unrepentant serial liar, an adulterer, an adulterer that has clearly demonstrated during his 70 years on this planet, he stands for nothing but himself, which is completely not true. And as we reach the apex of this primary, it becomes abundantly clear that Trump is who his detractors always said he was and is taking advantage of every negative stereotype the left has of conservatives to excel in this race. Everything he touches becomes corrupted and distorted. This is this guy, Steve Deese, talking about Trump, wanting Hillary Clinton to win the general in 2016. Right before the November 2016 presidential election, Deese encouraged Utah voters to support former CIA spook, deep state defender, and third-party candidate Evan McMullen for president. Republicans voting for third parties over Trump would certainly have handled Hillary Clinton the White House, obviously. If you're watching the trend and live in Utah, might as well make history and vote for Evan McMullen. And that was November 8th, 2016. And this is somebody that Team DeSantis thinks it's great to have the endorsement from. Here's, here's the deal. We know Ron DeSantis' campaign is dead. And the, the people of Florida reelected him 
to govern Florida. The people of Florida donated to Ron DeSantis's campaign to govern Florida. That's what they wanted him for. Trump supporters donated to Ron DeSantis and his campaign as America's governor to govern and protect Florida and keep it as a red state. And the entire time, Ron DeSantis, his run-on sentence on Leg's wife, and other people always knew they were going to run in 2024 no matter what. And they kept it secret, and they took advantage of the people of Florida who had, who had have and had faith in him and a lot of people losing faith. And I've been talking to a lot of people from Florida and well, there, a lot of them are done. I don't think Ron DeSantis has a shot of even winning his own state at this point. He took advantage of everybody and he took their money. And then what did he do? He took half of that money, whatever was legally allowed that all of these people donated to him for his governor race and dumped it into his presidential campaign fund. And he's just spending money like a moron. Doesn't have the grassroots voting base like Donald Trump does. And obviously does not have the charisma. There's no charisma. There's nothing. There is no, I'm connecting with the American voters. And think of this, this guy, Ron DeSantis served his time in the military. Can't take that away from him. Did some great things in Florida. But if you go back and you watch all of his speeches in Florida as governor, they're all scripted. And then you go back and you actually find where he was unscripted. He fumbles. He, he, he's a fumbling moron. Even at the, de- the governor debates, he was a deer in headlights when he was asked certain questions. When his opponent asked him, are you going to do your, you know, complete your whole term that you're running for and, and be fair to the people of Florida, which is an, a, a fair question. And Ron DeSantis just deer in headlights, didn't know what to do. They already knew that he had no plan on finishing out his term as governor. However, he's going to because he's not going to win the nomination. And they passed laws in Florida just so he can stay governor while running for president. And he's going to ride out his time as Florida's governor. And then he's done because he can't run again. And what's 2026 going to bring for the, for the office of, of governor of Florida? A lot of people are, because his, he's, not, he's not going to see the Oval Office in 2024. So basically his political career is over. What is he going to do now? Uh, there is speculation and uh, predictions that his wife will run for governor because the way she carries herself and wanting to have that power and live in the Oval Office and, you know, she wants to play Jackie Onassis and she, you know, even dresses like her sometimes. I feel like there's going to be so much resentment, maybe not marriage ending resentment, but she's going to run for governor. And I hope that Byron Donalds, congressman out of Florida, big Trump supporter, runs for governor of Florida and wins. And then if if he's not made the the VP nominee, which I don't think, I don't think will happen, but who knows, then at some point I want to see Byron Donalds in the White House. I really like him. I think he could be a good 2028 hopeful or I, I so far 
so far right now, looking at everything, I would like to see Byron Donalds um, just succeed uh, Donald Trump in the Oval Office. And again, the argument, well, Ron DeSantis is younger and he can do eight years. Well, no, eight years is not guaranteed. And the first four years of Meatball Ron's wannabe presidency, because it's not going to happen, would be a lot of taking the knee for the Uniparty because he is going to have to fundraise and run for re-election. So he's not going to be dismantling the deep state by any means, Ron DeSantis. He won't even be trying to, to do that, especially in his first four years, or what I believe ever. But as far as Donald Trump's energy, it, it literally cannot be beat. And when you see it up close and personal like I did yesterday, like all day, he's unstoppable. And, and the people know it and see it and feel it and really realize that he wants to do everything he can. And, you know, I, I, I truly believe that if we don't band together and get involved and do what needs to be done to get him reelected in the general, I really have, have serious, serious concerns on where we will be as a country in the next five, 10 years. We, we need that big speed bump on slowing down the decline of our, of our republic, of our country. And I don't believe there's a Republican right now in the runnings for the primary and the nomination that could come close to doing that. Because if it wasn't Donald Trump and any one of these other morons in the field, even Vivek, who part of me likes, but the other part of me knows he's full of shit. Just go back and do some research on Vivek Ramaswamy and you'll see. He's auditioning for something. Big energy guy. He's not shitting on Trump for a reason. I, none of them, I, I see none of them taking on the bureaucracy and the deep state and attempting to dismantle things. I think they're all talk because they know they have to run for re-election and they know once they get in that Oval Office, they have to play a game. And that's why they're going after Donald Trump so hard. They want to bury him under the prison. They want him to die. They literally, they want him to die because he is the most terrifying opponent that the deep state that very much exists in our government Donald Trump is is the most feared he the most feared opponent. They te- he, Donald Trump terrifies them, and they would like nothing more than to see him disqualified off the ballot, and 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 not the Republican nominee. And I'm still not convinced that they're going to pull out all stops, especially the RNC because they cannot be trusted. And um, yeah, it's going to be wild. So. I wanted to uh, someone else that I had that I had the opportunity. I'll say honored to to meet, and I didn't know who he was. He he came in with his wife, and you know Donald Trump was was so happy to see him, and he sat down. And he introduced himself to me. Like I, I was I was sitting right right next to the the president at this small 
cocktail table. Um, and he said, Hey, my name is, is, is Richard Kimball. And it's funny. And I said, Oh, like, like the, like the movie, the fugitive. And he laughed and he goes, yeah. He's, and his wife said, Oh, that's funny. He, when people, when he introduces himself, I'm usually the one that says, you know, like the fugitive. And I got a chuckle out of that. And this guy, and this is him here. This is Richard Kimball. And Richard Kimball was or is a Vietnam vet who flew attack helicopters. He was shot down three times in Vietnam. His helicopter was literally shot down three times. And another time, he had a catastrophic engine failure and went down a fourth time. In and out of battle. And he was almost captured by the enemy. At one point, he said when the helicopter went down, they were right on top of them, and he had to crawl through rice paddies as fast as he could, and he managed not to get captured, unlike some people. <clears throat> John McCain. You can't say that. So he, after Vietnam, he actually he became a helicopter. You know, He stayed a helicopter pilot and started flying commercially, and he flew for uh, Pan Am Airlines, and he would fly their big passenger Sikorskis back in the 70s. And he actually showed me a picture on his phone of him flying a helicopter, landing it on the Pan Am building in New York City in the 70s, their first Sikorsky helicopter. It was wild. He had pictures on his phone of uh, uh, Vietnam, uh, thing, like him in Vietnam. It, it was wild to see it on a phone. And he said, yeah, I pulled them all off this history website. And he was able to show me everything, and, and it was cool. So then he, he worked for Sony, flying the, like the, 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 uh, the bosses at Sony around. And then he worked for an organization, and I forget the name of it, where celebrities and rich people were uh, using the, the helicopters to get around. This was before Donald Trump had, in the early 80s, before he had his first helicopter. So Donald Trump would use his service, and Richard Kimball uh, was flying Donald Trump here and there and Donald Trump took a liking to him and went to the boss of the company and said, listen, I, I'm buying a helicopter and I, I don't, I don't ever want to be in a helicopter without Richard Kimball flying it. So basically the owner of that company was like, Hey, you don't work for me anymore. Cause Donald Trump's buying a helicopter and, and you're going to go work for him now. And he was laughing about it. And then he went on to become Donald Trump's personal helicopter pilot for 39 years. And he flew seven different Trump helicopters in those 39 years, flew all of the kids around, and apparently he's the only guy, and Donald Trump confirmed it when he said it, was the only guy who could legit win an argument with, with the president about flying and things. And he told me stories about how he had to fly and only like when, when he was in office and he was flying the kids could only fly at night, certain altitudes, all of these like security measures and things. And uh, he also, Richard Kimball designed the iconic um, design of the uh, helicopters with the big gold uh, lettering that says Trump, which now are on Trump Force One. He designed that. That was that was his design. And I just thought it was wild to 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 meet this guy. Can I tell you that having I was I had a, like an hour and a half conversation with him, just all on his time of flying Donald Trump and his family around for thirty nine years. And I said, "Why haven't you written a book?" And he said to me, "Because 
I don't have anything bad to say about him. Like he, he, I was part of it. I'm part of his family. You know, Ivanka and Jared walked in and saw him and they were, they were so happy to see him and, oh, you know, oh, you, you look great, you know, and he, he's, you know, he's not a young guy and he stopped flying the kids two years ago when I, I think they, they basically said, listen, it's, it's unsafe for the Trump helicopter to be in the air. Donald Trump couldn't fly in the helicopter. Secret Service wouldn't allow it. So the, the the helicopters that they had at the time, they sold them, and, and he and he retired. He says, "I'm not going to fly for for anyone else. You know, I, I'm I'm going to retire. I had a great career." He said, over his uh, time of flying, it uh, it was like twenty seven or twenty nine thousand hours in the in the air. So this was the that helicopter, the famous Trump helicopter. That that that's actually him in the in the corner there by the helicopter. He designed that. And that's that's what stayed stayed. So it was really cool. It was like a moment in history to meet the guy who flew Donald Trump around since 1984, I believe he said. It was a, I believe it was a 1984 that he got hired by Trump and stayed. And Donald Trump never had another pilot after that. Like he was the guy, one pilot. He would tell me that if he had to, he was on call 24 hours a day and he had when they called me at two hours to get to the helicopter to, to take, whether it was a uh, Trump or the family or whatever, anywhere they needed to go. And they would, it was talking about how, you know, flying in, in bad weather, that was his specialty. And they, they actually, during when Donald Trump was president, they preferred him flying the kids around in bad weather because it was safer for them to, to, to not be a target. And at night, it was it was wild how he was explaining it. But I'll say, I, I just as like spending the day with President Trump, getting to talk to this guy nonstop for I would say a good hour and a half, and then off and on we were chatting. That was probably the highlight of the day to to, to hear the stories of of this guy who lived and breathed with you know Donald Trump's every moment for thirty nine years. And I told him, you know, you need to write a book, and he said. You know, I want to. And his wife says, I've been telling him he's got to write a book. And he says, I have nothing bad to say about Donald Trump. And I says, well, that's even more reason, obviously, to write this book. And he says he's been hounded by press before to give interviews about him. And he says, I, I don't want to do that because I know where the interviews are going to go and what they're going to try to manipulate. So Laura Loomer, who was there, who, who wrote a book, I, I, said, I said, hey, Laura, he wants to write a book about his 39 years being Donald Trump's personal pilot. So she immediately got out her phone and they exchanged information and her publisher and everything. And his wife was all happy and, you know, like, because uh, he, he can't he can't just sit down and, and, and write. He said, it's all in my head and I, I need to basically a, go, a good ghost writer. He needs to give it all to to put this book together. And I said, the time is now because there's so much negativity about Donald Trump. And I truly believe if a book came out from his personal pilot, and all the experiences that he's had with Donald Trump since 1984, uh, or the you know the early 80s, and then all and, and his family. I mean, he was telling me stories about how he used to you know pick up Eric and 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 Don Jr. and Ivanka as children and carry them into the helicopter and get them all seated and things. And then now to see him interacting them with with them yesterday, with and then their kids. You know, it's a uh, like like he's it was almost like a grandfather you know, to, to, to the, uh, 
to the Trump's children's children. And to watch that interaction was wild. And I think that book would be an unbelievable bestseller. So at the end of the day, when everybody was going to their cars, he stopped me and he says, you know, you, uh, you really inspired me and really energized me to, to want to write this book. And I'm, I'm going to, you know, connect with, with Laura Loomer and hopefully a publisher and, and hopefully get it done. I says, well, I hope you do. And I just want a signed copy. And he was like, I think I'm going to give you the first signed copy. You might even get a signed copy before Donald Trump gets a signed copy. I said, well, let's not go that far. But all in all, it was just really amazing uh, experience at, at Bedminster and, and the, between the, the personal pilot, Richard Kimball, and watching Donald Trump in action and being just part of his day was a day in an honor that I, you, no one could ever forget. And I certainly won't. And, and energized me even more to want to do whatever I can to help ensure that he gets, he gets reelected. I mean, I, 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 it's, it's clear that if we don't get Donald Trump through the general election, the, I, I truly believe the future of our Republic of our Republic is, darker times than what we're seeing now because i don't if they disqualify donald trump and you have ron DeSantis literally fighting a five-way race to keep his second place position and somehow they force the republican party forces our hand to accept Ron DeSantis as the 2024 nominee, or if he if he falls that far, somebody else. I don't I don't need, I don't see any of them pulling through a general. None of them. Nobody knows who Ron DeSantis is outside of Florida and a few other places where they've heard of him because they follow politics. And he did oh, a great job in Florida, the free state of Florida, America's governor. They were just grabbing eggs from this guy, not knowing who the hell he was. Like, who? I'm just here for the eggs. I don't give a shit who you are. Just give me an egg. And he thinks that that's not going to win the state of Iowa. It's just not going to happen. And, uh, yeah, it's all optics, especially from the, the Twitter influencers, the DeSantis Twitter influencers who... Completely attacked everything Donald Trump did this weekend. Talking about the Live Golf Tournament and posting pictures where with, uh, you know, in, in that Laura Loomer had posted talking about how bad she is. And they keep referring to Donald Trump as Ron DeSantis's primary challenger. It's just, it's just all odd. But with all this going on, I found this funny. I saw this story yesterday. <clears throat> and I don't, if, if you tune into our, our uh, evening show uh, with James on uh, Tuesdays and Fridays, we, uh, we often talk about Obama and everything surrounding around him. Like, you know, and Big Mike, Michelle Obama, you know, is she really a man? What's the story? Are they a, this geoengineered couple? Usually the Manchurian candidate. Anyway, and then you have Obama's half-brother, Malik Obama, 
who blatantly says that his half-brother, Barack Obama, is in fact gay and, and, and all of this. Well, this story came out. Uh, Breitbart exclu- exclusive. Obama's brother, Malik. Yes, I'm all in backing Trump in 2024. And here he is wearing an F. Biden hat. I've never seen that, that hat before. F. Biden, B-I-D, the, the E is a three, and then N. I've never seen that before. Former President Barack Obama's older half-brother, Malik Obama, uploaded a photo of himself to social media wearing a hat that read F. Biden and told Breitbart News that he is all in supporting former President Donald Trump in 2024. F. Biden, Malik Obama, wrote on Twitter along with a photo of himself smiling while wearing the red hat with the same message printed in white letters. And there he is. It's pretty funny. Although he was silent on politics while his brother was in office, and he's, he was at the White House quite a few times during uh, Obama's presidency, Malik Obama made headlines in 2016 when he announced his support for Trump. <clears throat> the elder Obama, oh, I didn't know, I didn't realize he supported him in 2016. I didn't know that. The elder Obama is supporting Trump in the 2024 election in what could be a rematch between Trump and his brother's former vice president joe biden which i don't believe still i will say it i don't believe joe biden is going to be the nominee i don't uh yes i am malik obama told breitbart news when asked if he is all in for trump 2024 i'd imagine nowadays he probably does not talk to his brother and i'm imagining you know barry hussein obama doesn't want to speak to his brother malik who you know basically is blowing the whistle and yeah my brother's gay along with other things because there's so many people have come out. I mean, you had Larry Sinclair talking about how he per- performed fellatio on Barack Obama when he was a senator, and Barack Obama showed up to the hotel the next day looking for seconds with a bag of cocaine. <laughs> Malik Obama said he wore the hat because he is a Republican, not a Democrat, and does not support Sloppy Joe. I wore the hat because Gary had it. And you know, Sloppy Joe, he's not a fan of mine. I'm not a Democrat. I'm a Republican. Malik Obama told Breitbart News. Malik Obama also uploaded uploaded a video of him wearing the hat and said, F Biden, you know what that means. Oh, I didn't see this video. Let's, I had, I did not want, I did not see this. This is me and Gary right there. there you know. Sunny old Vegas, sunny hey, Vegas. Say hello to everyone in Canada. Hey, hey, hey. Okay, let's in here. <laughs> you know what that means. Barack Obama's half-brother in Vegas. F. Biden, you know what that means. Oh, that's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. (laughs) Yep, so he's all in for Donald Trump. Barry Hussein Obama's straight half-brother. Oh, my God, that's horrible. And then really quick, I want to finish off with, listen, it was, it was light today. I, I literally walked in my house really late last night. You know, I was, it was two hours away from Bedminster and it, it was, it was wild. So I didn't have a lot to prepare. I figured, hey, Monday, I'm just going to share my experience at Mar-a-Lago, at uh, Bedminster rather. Not Mar, I wish it was Mar-a-Lago, sunny Florida, but in any case, weather was beautiful. But really quick, we have the, the wildfires going on in Hawaii, in Maui. There's, I think the death toll's up to 80 and, you know, the Joe Biden wants to send more money to Ukraine, and then he wants to send some aid to Hawaii and package it all in the same pretty package to to force um, 
Republicans' hands and Congress's hands to give more money to Ukraine, and they're all partying on their beaches in the you know the really horrible war zone. Well, Joe Biden himself hanging out on the beach, just hanging out. Hawaii's burning, whatever. 80 people plus are dying. And he's just hanging out on the beach. And then, of course, he goes, look at him. He goes, again, the president of the United States, again, hanging out on the beach and nobody cares. Nobody's trying to swarm this guy. Oh, my God, it's the president. It's Joe Biden. It's Joey Basements. Let's go get his autograph. Let me go get my Joe Biden hat signed. First of all, find me some Joe Biden hats. Give me a break. No comment after hanging out at the beach for hours. Joe Biden callously brushes off question on rising death toll in Maui. No comment. Joe Biden to a reporter asking about the death toll in Maui. Maui is burnt to a crisp and Joe Biden is hanging out at the beach. The Maui fire is the deadliest U.S. blaze in more than 100 years. Look at this. This looks like a bomb went off, like Kosovo, like a bomb went off. This looks like, you know, was it was this Hiroshima over here? What is going on? And he's at the beach. No comment. Not some supportive words for the the people of Hawaii. Now, how about just a, maybe even just a little empty emptiness of uh, you know thoughts and and dreams? Maybe you know thoughts and prayers. Maybe maybe that. Maybe just be a little present. No comment. Ah, I'm at the beach here. Eighty people dead. Come on, man. The scenes in Maui are described as apocalyptic. The death toll is rising, and a thousand people are still missing. A thousand people are missing. And Joe Biden's on vacation. Burned to a crisp and Joe Biden's at the beach. After hanging out at the beach for a couple hours, Joe Biden was asked about the rising death toll in Hawaii. According to a Bloomberg White House correspondent, Joe Biden callously brushed off the reporter asking about Maui and said, no comment before heading home. Look at this scene at the beach. There's some Secret Service agents behind him. There's a couple people over there in bathing suits. And there he is with a few people. The Secret Service isn't keeping anybody away because nobody cares that he's there. Nobody even wants to know that Joe Biden is there. Earlier Sunday, Joe Biden took a leisurely bike ride in Rehoboth Beach without a care in the world. Well, at least he didn't fall this time. I'm just going to ride my bike with my stupid helmet on. No comment. No comment. Hawaii's burning. Looks like a nuclear bomb went off, but I'm going to use this. I'm going to give them some money and use it as an excuse to give millions of dollars more to Ukraine. Maybe they could build more lifeguard stands in Ukraine for the great beaches that they have there where all the people are partying it up. Maybe they can hire bouncers with the money to security for all of the uh, nightclubs in Ukraine that are open for business and people having the times of their life dressed to the nines. It's wild. Anyway, an hour goes fast. Another MAGA Monday. Great time at Bedminster yesterday. Get off the sidelines. Get involved because we have Donald Trump to get reelected in 2024. It's a fact. Head over to MyPatriotCigars.com, my company. Use a promo code MAGA, 25% off the entire site. Promo code MAGA, MyPatriotCigars.com, my company, self-sponsored. Get yourself some cigars. Or some merch. Support the brand. I will be back tomorrow morning. We'll see what the news has in store for us. Like I said, I haven't able, I've been kind of unplugged the weekend. I'll see what we're going to do tomorrow morning. 8 a.m. Eastern on Rumble, 1776 Live.tv. Please 
hit the like button. Hit the follow if you're not following on, on Rumble. It's that little button that says follow. It's green. Hit it. Hit the thumbs up. It really helps the algorithm. No We The People Radio tomorrow. We'll be back. We'll be doing We The People Radio Wednesday night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. But again, I will be back tomorrow morning. So until then, have a great day. As always, MAGA hat stays on. See you tomorrow.